You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. the bank and controls the guards while the other players are a team of robbers. Take turns planning your actions by playing cards, but keep your strategies secret. Then take turns revealing your actions by moving, picking up money bags, triggering alarms, and more. Will the bank win by protecting its loot, or will the robbers make off like bandits? Find out in this suspenseful game of teamwork and competition. Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum. This is Justin. And Mindy. And today we are going to talk about how to rob a bank. The board game. Oh, okay. So this is a game put out by Big G Creative, designed by Prospero Hall, and is two to four players, ages 12 and up, plays in about 30 minutes, MSRP of $19.99. So I can't promise you that this game will teach you how to rob a bank, but you are doing a bank heist during this game, so it will feel very heisty in that sense. But regardless if you're running getaway cars, driving backwards around the block or not while it's waiting for you to throw money into the windows, that's fine. Don't worry about that. That's that's all part of a good heist. Yes. But it is a one versus rest, so one player will take control of the guards and be the bank, and the other players, whether it be one, two, or a team of three, will be the individual robbers doing an action programming game alongside with the bank to either successfully rob it or successfully be foiled by it. So let's talk about our first impressions on this one. So my first impression was that it was very interesting. You know, the board was kind of smaller than I probably thought it would be for robbing a bank. The tiles that you're actually working on are, it's a three by three grid area. So that was a little interesting to me. And then the actual board that it was on was a little bit bigger than that. Honestly, the artwork, the design of it was actually really nice. For being very basic, there were a lot of good details on everything. So I thought that was very interesting. Your board feels like blueprint of the bank and stuff like that. I was actually kind of excited to see that. <laughs> kind of really like those things. How about for you? So my first impression was, yes, this is a small box game, but we're going to rob a bank. We're going to action program. Great. I immediately latched onto the icons and the simplicity of design. You could have taken this game and over-engineered it very easily and put fancy art all over it and made it super pretty, but it doesn't need that. You have robber meeples, you have policeman meeples, which have little badges. So you've got those nice little touches, but you don't need this crazy, fancy, high detailed artwork on the cards. You have a simple illustration of meeple robber running. Oh, well, there's your move and, and things of that nature. So I loved that aspect of it. It's very thematic in its art and it keeps it clean and it keeps it simple. It didn't feel like it needed anything beyond that. Why don't we dive into what does How to Rob a Bank, the board game, do well? I think it does well with, I don't know if I necessarily want to say strategy, as more of a team strategy of, I know what I'm doing. I kind of get to know what you're doing, but I don't really know what you're doing, especially as a robber. You know, my team's there. We're all trying to get out of this together with money, with loot, so that we can say that we were successful and run away before we get caught. I think it does really good at that of being like, 
a little bit of working together, but you're still kind of doing your own thing. And I think it also does really good on the security side of like, they get more moves, but it's one person and they get to kind of, as it's the planning stage, they get to kind of see what we're doing without really knowing what we're doing. So they've got their own cards that they're trying to figure out and we get to see what they're doing as a robber. So you kind of all get to see, but nobody really knows what's going on. <laughs> and those plans may be foiled just by what somebody else is doing. What do you think it does well on? This takes action programming and competitive action programming and cooperative action programming kind of to like a new twist because you get that planning stage. So everybody gets to like do their first action card down. All right, and now we're going to lay our second action card down, but we're going to th cover the first one. So now you have to remember what everybody's doing if you can help yourself. And then we're going to do it a third time and a fourth time and a fifth time. And the poor bank has to remember up to three other players' actions, as well as their own, to try to figure out, like, okay, your actions are pretty flexible of, like, okay, this is a move. Well, it doesn't really tell you where you're moving, it just tells you you're moving. So, like, okay, now where are the possible places for these people? Do I need to tackle them? Do I need to move myself? And, like, I love it for that, and I think it does that so well in a way where it's tough. It is. To make sure to know what you're doing. Like, I knew when I was playing, like, I was pretty sure what I was doing. I had a faint idea where the other players and other pawns were going to be. And I hoped and I prayed, like, every action programming game I've ever played, that somewhere around card three, about halfway through the programming, things are just going <laughs> to happen. And I'm going to just hope to have the right card after that point. Pretty much. Because, again, like all good action programming games, you can make the perfect action program and, and set up the perfect turn. And sure as heck, something's going to happen that's going to throw it out the window, whether it's some random malfunction that triggers from a card that you had no control over, whether it's another player that's in your space when you're supposed to go there and you bump and move or whatever, or forbid in this one, a guard tackles you and your next turn is tossed aside because you're standing back up. Screw that guard. You pepper spray him next time. That's what I say. Very true. So I think it does well in a lot of that. And I, yeah, I, I, I can't say anything else other than like, I think that's where it really It does. It keeps the fun. It keeps lively. It keeps moving. Yes. It's a faster paced move mm -hmm. of planning your steps and then moving through them as you go on to the next step. Because even at full four players, you're zipping around the table like plan, 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 plan. All right. Flip your decks over. Let's execute. Do the thing, 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 do the, like right. You just kind of keep going like that, and I love it for that. So it, I enjoyed it a lot in those aspects. So now that I've gushed over this game a little bit, where are the opportunities on how to rob a bank, a board game? I think the opportunities are a little bit in the cards that you get per either the security person or the robbers. Could be a little bit better. A lot of your cards at least as robbers, are consistent of one or two actions that can be put together, but a lot of them were, you know, if, if all you have are, like, these one-action cards that you're trying to play, it's harder because it's, you know, one turn to do this, one turn to do that, where the second ones, like, if you had to do this and this, were a little bit easier, but we also found that those do this and this, which is great, but it doesn't give you an, you know, maybe I can move, but now I can't steal something because somebody else is there. The cards that we really liked were the ones that like do two things, but on the second half, it's either this or that. So mm -hmm. I think more of those cards would have been kind of nice. 
And I think on the security side, I know a lot of them were like moved cards and didn't really give as many options, especially as many options as the robbers had. So I, I think a little bit more on the security side of them having more options of what they could do, like tackling robbers would be nice. So I think that's where it could actually probably do a little bit better on the card portion of it. How about for you? So in the games we've played and some of the ones you know, that we simulated too, I always kind of felt the robbers had a little bit more advantage over the bank. And if this was Mansions of Madness First Edition or some sort of like RPG emulating game where like the one player is more of a DM role, I could see that being okay. This is a competitive game where that narrative is just kind of loosely there, but like the bank is just trying to stop the robbers and their biggest weapon is to just be in the room. So yeah, they do get a lot of those movement cards and when they're in a room with a robber and they're not incapacitated, the robber can't steal the money or do really much of anything in there except for leave it. So while the robbers are very action-oriented, the bank side is a little less exciting because it's more get in your way, but not actually stop the robbers, just prevent them from doing what they want to do, but don't really stop them, except for that occasional tackle that throws off all their plans. Stupid robber. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Meh. <laughs> It was still a fun game, don't get me wrong. It was just one of those things like, I had this master plan and then tackled the entire plan after the first card was ruined. <laughs> Luckily, I had two other wonderful robbers with me that were able to do things where I was the floundering idiot. Yep. Which is great. Again, that's a great example. The robbers could still do everything, but the bank had to tangle with all three of them doing their own independent things. Yeah. So that's where I feel like there could be probably a better balance between the sides. I do feel that the robbers have a distinct advantage in our experiences with this one. Yeah. It wasn't overpowering. No. It still took us all three rounds to actually get to the point where we could successfully rob the bank and get out of there. Right. The robbers did not win in one round in Nike. Well, that was a blowout. But it definitely felt like once the robbers get some momentum, there's like no stopping that train. Right. So, who would you recommend How to Rob a Bank the game for? Anybody who likes the whole programming, planning kind of strategy, I definitely think would love this game. And I think anybody who would just love the idea of robbing a bank as a heist game definitely would. I had a lot of fun with it. I'm not normally a programmer kind of person, but I do enjoy them, and I really did like this game, so... I think really anybody who kind of is okay with that. It doesn't take a lot of thought process either. You have to know what you're doing. You have to kind of know what your teammates are doing or, you know, the people that you're working against. It's still a fun game. We had a lot of fun with it, trying to figure it out and playing with it. So I think it's really open to a lot of people, but especially people who like programming and kind of working on a little bit of strategy and cooperative strategy kind of almost. So who would you recommend it for? If you like heist movies this is a game that you're going to find entertaining from the theme's perspective i also agree it's a good action programming game that is both a cooperative and competitive one where sometimes you don't get that hybrid and i enjoy it for that because some people love co-op some people don't and this kind of hits both at the same time the other individuals I would recommend this for would be more of a family setting because it was only up to four players, but I really feel like this could be one of those parent versus the kids, kid versus parents sort of situation. 
And you can actually have a lot of fun with dividing the team, whatever sort of scenario there. So 1999 MSRP, does this hit the mark or is it off from there? For the type of game you're getting, the enjoyment that you're getting and that you're working with these tiles for the bank so no room setup is the same. You know, you get a lot of different plays out of it and you get that cooperative, fun, but you know, 30 minute game, I think it's right on the mark for what it is. So how about for you? I think it's undervalued. I honestly think that this game is a steal at $19.99. The components and quality of the game are there, so they could actually charge more than that if you wanted to. In a modern-day game market, that prices are unfortunately going up. So where I'm mostly like, games need to come down, this one's like 20 bucks. Sign me up. I'll pay full price for this one. It's a steal. I already made that joke. I know, but you didn't laugh afterwards or give it the right inflection. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... The whole thing, I would say, is it's got wooden meeples. The components are good quality. I don't feel like anything's going to be falling apart on you anytime soon. Even the cards are a good card stock. And then the replayability that you point out, that it is a random layout for the three rounds each time. With a mechanic that if there is a blocked off room, that the bank gets to adjust one tile to make sure everything's open. With that, it is a fantastic game at $20. So that is our review of How to Rob a Bank, the board game. If you like our reviews, you can hit Tabletop Arcanum up on the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, also on YouTube and Twitch. Make sure you hit those likes, subscribe, and leave us a comment if you will. Thank you for listening. This is Justin. And Mindy. And happy gaming. Happy gaming. You've been listening to Tabletop Arcanum, hosted by Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, and featuring the original music by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks for listening.